welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my co-host, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? We have a jeweler, which is really awesome. Her name is Lindsay Cates, and Lindsay has Ada Jewelry for over 10 years. She's been making custom jewelry that's been seen in lots of different magazines that we would all know that are household names. And before that, she was in a kind of forming a big box jewelry line. She was wow. given a huge contract in Nordstrom, and something transitioned in her family life to where she laid it down with Jesus. And she's going to mm-hmm. share with us a story of starting Ada Jewelry as a pastor, her and her husband pastor a church, and, and how she started a career and a business outside of that that she felt really compelled to as a creative person. So I think we're going to have an incredible story of a pastor, a mom, a wife, and ultimately a jeweler who's an entrepreneur. Wow, we're going we're gonna to hear stories of transition. And um, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. I can't wait to meet her. Well, we, you get to right now. She's up next. The most important book I've ever written is coming out. It's coming out on February 22nd through bowlsministries.com. You can get a copy. It's called Encounter. And this book is going to prepare you for what God's doing now and the upcoming move of God. That's imminent, that God's shown me. And I believe this book is going to help people to come into their assignment and the greater works we're called to. You can get the book now. And if you get it, if you pre-order it in this time frame, you're going to get a free e-course. If you pre-order a wholesale cost of three, five, or 10 books, you also are going to get the e-course and a prayer prophetic ministry appointment. We're going to pray for you as a team and believe in God's greatness in you. We need people who've had encounters to be raised up right now and see the greatness of Jesus through their calling. So go to bowlsministries.com and pre-order today. Well, welcome back. We have Lindsay Cades. Lindsay, welcome. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I was so glad to have you on because when I first heard of you, it's because of our mutual friend, Sean Foyt. Uh-oh. And he was showing me your jewelry because he was, I think he was doing a purchase for his wife at the time. Then shortly after that, I went to your church with Sean and got to visit with you and your family. And it's just so awesome. But I love the fact that in the, at the same passion your husband has for, and I know you have the same passion for ministry as well, but you have this passion for creating jewelry and it's been noticed. And it's been noticed by several major outlets now. And you've been interviewed in different ways and been featured and highlighted but your stuff is really, really beautiful. And it's not a typical like person in ministry. I'm going to start a business in yeah. the jewelry world. And so I really wanted to have you on because I want to, I know there's a God story behind it and I know what you do is so profound. I just want to hear from you. I'm so excited. I know Bob does too. So tell us how it started with you. Um, well, I, gosh, 20 some odd years ago, I got my degree in metalsmithing and jewelry. I got to study in Florence, Italy. I took my first metalsmithing classes there. And I just couldn't get away from it. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of my own metalsmithing for a while. I did art shows and things like that. I was just always, I was always selling my art. I was painting or doing, you know, mosaics for people doing things in people's homes. But, um, the jewelry was just always my passion. And, you know, but then Adam and I, started having kids. And so that sort of became the focus. Um, we have four kids, three sons and my daughter named Ada. 
And when she was about four or five, I started making jewelry for her. Mm. And um, I don't know. I've always had really big ideas. Like ever since I was a kid, I was just, I was always like, I can do anything. (laughs) Like if I think it or dream it, I can do it. And so I sort of created a business model out of children's jewelry, believe it or not. And um, yeah, it was just sort of a wild idea. And um, I mean, I could keep going and talking or just stop me at any point. Um, But so my business sort of about 10 years ago, I started doing um, that. And I took my line of jewelry to a show in New York. And before that show, I had told Adam, you know, I was walking through Nordstrom one day and I was like, there is nothing like this out on the market and it was it was like big and bold and using like glass and wood beads like really colorful and everyone always commented on my daughter wearing it and anyway so it's like you know this belongs in you know higher end like retail shops and I just could see it and um so I took it to a show and three days into the show a a Nordstrom buyer came up to me and real nonchalant and handed me her card. And she was like, I'll be in touch with you. And I'd like to carry your line and all of our full line stores. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, wow. you know, spinning. And um, meanwhile, I had three little kids at the time. And, you know, I was on my own learning curve journey. And um, since then, Um, that sort of evolved and I started getting into, you know, women's jewelry and fine jewelry in the last five years and, and sort of relaunched my business. And, um, there's stories in there, but I have a question for you, Lindsay. It's in my blood. I can't can't help it. (laughs) Lindsay, I have a question for you. Yeah. You said that you feel like you can do anything you set your mind to, that you can do anything you want to. Where do you think that comes from? Because a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are starting business, that's one of the things they struggle with. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I um, I think when I was really little, uh, I was the youngest of three. I think I was born with sort of a, a gusto or something that the Lord knew that I would need <laughs> to get through a lot of what I've gone <laughs> through in my life. And, um, but I was really close with my dad when I was little. Uh-huh. And, um, when he, he, he just sort of treated me that way. Like uh-huh. I could do anything. And like, I was, I always felt really big to him and like, like he was confident in me and um, I think it instilled in me something that has really carried me in life. And, um, you know, it's ironic because I, I sort of lost my dad about halfway through my upbringing. Um, um, he didn't die, but he, he left our family and, you know, then it was like the Lord became my father and, he he does the same thing in me and instills that same kind of confidence in me but it's like you know so much more and and not a natural man and so i don't know it's really come from you know the father yeah my natural dad and then god the father 
Yeah. No, it's so beautiful. I think of back at when the woman hands you her card for Nordstrom's. And at that point, I'm assuming you guys had already planted the church or you were in ministry. Yeah. So yeah, we were. There's a place where Adam is carrying the church. And I know as well, you lead the church with him, but where he's carrying the church with a certain passion and vision, but you're going after this business for real now. Like yeah. You've really given your heart to it. Yeah. That must have been a moment in time. How did that feel? Or where, where was that place of like God in the midst of that journey of going, okay, here we go. It's, it's on for real, for real now. Right. Like talk well, about that for a minute. One thing about Adam is that like he has, he has always released me and like supported me and like anything I ever wanted to do. I mean, um, and he never, um, I don't know. He just, he was always right there no. like championing whatever it was. And even if it didn't have anything to do with the church, he was like, it didn't threaten him. You know, it didn't, um, he saw it as an extension of our ministry really. Um, cause I think he saw that gift in me and that I, nothing was going <laughs> to stop me, I guess, which <laughs> can be, you know, it's, it's good, but it can also be tough for an entrepreneur and a, you know, a creative and, but, um, I don't know. I just felt like the Lord was just in both things. Mm -hmm. And I think what we both were doing sort of enhanced what the other was doing. And he has just always loved it. And so it's neat. I, I love that we bring that even, you know, at church, like people know that like we're pastors, but like I have my own career and business that, you know, it always bleeds over into like the prophetic and, and words and, you know, how I lead spiritually. But, um, but it's neat that we have that balance. Um, I don't know. I think it's helped us stay balanced in yeah. leading a church. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in your business was a certain size and you went to the show in New York and the lady from Nordstrom said, we want to carry your line. What happened? I mean, <laughs> how did you scale up? That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> We're thinking of actually like, the, even the parts and labor aspect of it is like all of a sudden you're, yeah. that's what I said, it's on. Like all of a sudden you have to ramp up. It's, it's totally different world. Yeah. It was overwhelming. I would, I'll have to say I, I, um, I was prepared in the sense that like I had that confidence and mm -hmm. I was like, we got this. Um, but what I, you know, there were, there were aspects of it that like, for instance, if you're creating anything for children, um, the hoops, the regulations, the FDA, like I was having to get every single one of my components tested like lab tested oh, wow. in <laughs> i think i had to send things to thailand or somewhere weird i it was like crazy town <laughs> and um it was so cool it was like it was something that i wanted and so it was like the lord was standing there like a good dad and he's like okay let's do that and you know but i was still kind of a kid you know i was i was not the most whole you know, emotionally, I mean, I had, you know, issues from my parents' divorce and just, you know, stuff, but it was like, he didn't discount me, even though I wasn't perfect. And I wasn't like, you know, 
he didn't discount me for my weaknesses. He just kept bringing favor. But as far as the scale, I mean, I had, um, and I can't remember where I got this idea. I, I don't know if the Lord gave it to me, if it was a conversation, but there was a company, um, locally that, that, uh, that employed people with special needs to do jobs. Oh. And um and somehow I got wind that I could that they could do the manufacturing for my jewelry and it would still be it would be American made, you know, made in the US and it was just such a beautiful story. And so I mean I was buying like masses of beads, <laughs> masses <laughs> of materials and I had like assembly lines. <laughs> You know, and with these precious like people and they were making a living and it was like a little jewelry factory. But then what I started realizing was that it was becoming much more of a business rather than a creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. And um, that wasn't bringing me as much joy, like the business aspect of it. Um, it was a lot of computer paperwork numbers and i'm an artist like i have to be creating and i was realizing i was creating less and less and so um i mean it was a crazy season little kids starting a church i'm doing this big business endeavor and it i think it slowly just became something that i stopped pouring as much into because it was kind of exhausting and we had another kid (laughs) and it kind of got put on you know my creativity my jewelry and everything then went through a a little bit of a death season where i just gave it back to the lord and i was like i need sustainability you know i need to i need health and sustainability and you know sure we could all make more money but Was that, was it difficult or were you so enjoying like, okay, here we are, another kid, this is the direction we're going, or was it more like I'm dying to something to have something? I don't know that it was, I think I was getting burnout and I was like kind of ready, you know, when you're just ready, like the Lord just prepares us. And when sometimes when a season ends or when there's a shift, um, we're kind of ready, but yeah, I mean, it was tough because I, I loved it and it was, you know, it was very invigorating, but. Well, being a part of a more of a big box, high-end retail store and going that route of major fashion industry, jewelry, the whole thing. And then like reducing all of a sudden back down to like to die. I know that that has, that challenges anybody, but what happened next? Like tell us the story because it's pretty amazing how God recreated it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, and it was amazing just the, the level of favor. Like I had, you know, magazines and like publications reaching out to me that, um, for my, during that season that were, um, just incredible and, and like, you know, very high end. And I don't know, I was like, I just kept being awed by like, what, where did this come from? You know, uh, I knew I believed in it, but I didn't know that like people really saw it, you know, like I was seeing it. And, um, and so what happened was I, we, we had another kid. I just sort of went all into just momming, 
you know, and I kind of laid it all down. And um, I would say a couple years went by and I started, I was also going through a lot of like inner healing stuff. Um, A lot of um, just processing grief from my childhood and like um, facing, you know, issues that I had had. And, um, and it was like the Lord took me aside and was like, okay, we're going to get you healed and we're going to get you whole. And I started coming out of that. And what started getting reawakened in me was the jewelry again. And like, I started getting much more fascinated with gemstones. And I had a friend who his passion was gemstones. And I started learning more from him. And then I started sketching um, and drawing in, in my sketchbooks. And um, actually, I would love to show you guys the right one. We'd love to see something, seriously. Okay, yeah. So, and it's crazy how the Lord uses like dreaming and creativity for healing. Yeah. And like, true therapy, yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, I don't know. I just started sketching like, Nice. Some of my original, like, um, oh. and it was, it's just like page after page. This okay. is what Bob and I do too, just so you know. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, the idea is like, it was like all of a sudden, okay, things just started bubbling up out of me. And it was like, it was the Lord, it was healing, it was like this, it was hope, you know? And, um, so it all started with my sketchbooks and then somebody, a friend of mine was like, Hey, could you make me an engagement ring? And I was like, I think I could actually, I know this person and I could get gemstones from them and I can get medals. And, um, it was like the Lord just kept putting things like a treasure hunt sort of in my path that, um, that gave me the capacity to, you know, make this one engagement ring. Um, And I had also had a line of jewelry that I had made years ago. I worked with a casting company and I had learned lost wax casting in Italy. And so I, I used that technique and I made all these really cool pieces, but they were just sort of sitting in a drawer, you know? And I was like, okay, well maybe I can take all those pieces that I had made. Um, you know, I'm starting to learn about gemstones and I could make an engagement ring. Maybe I create a website and, um, you know, but I had no money. I mean, we were like poor pastors and and I just, I was like, Lord, I don't, I want to, I want you to be my CEO. Like I want you to lead this business and, um, and I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to, you know, I wanted to be healthy, yeah. but I didn't know how to do that. Like I got my art degree. I didn't get my business degree. I mean, yeah. I had some common sense. Um, and I lined up like a, a little house show where I made a bunch of like beaded jewelry and just stuff from, you know, handmade things, but they were still great. Um, and I did this house show and I made $1,000 at this show. And it was like my profit. It was like this little seed. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this profit and put it into my website. And I had a friend put together, 
my website. I had another friend take all these amazing photos of the jewelry. And so um, I got my website launched about, I think, six years ago this fall. And um, whoop, that light. Um, and I just, I, I kept committing it to the Lord. I just kept saying, Lord, I only want what you want this time. When you launched the website, were you thinking, I'm going to go back after big retailers or I'm going to go after, I'm going to create an online brand or were you just like, God, whatever you want this to be? I really, it was whatever I wanted it. He wanted it to be yeah. like, because I think there was a lot of striving, like in the previous season, yeah. I was like, Ooh, you know, Nordstrom, Ooh, like I, this could get big and, you know, I could have a, a brand name and, you know, I mean, you're, anybody would be excited about that but i i realized pretty quickly that like i had to i was going to have to sustain that um and you know because the lord did bring it in many ways but i was also i looked back and i saw how i was kind of forcing it along and i was kind of overextending myself at the time and i knew i couldn't do that this time i was like um it really needed to be what he was lining up what he was providing because he needed to be the one to sustain it, yeah. not me. Yeah, Lindsay, I think I think it's so interesting that you have been were willing to listen to the Lord. And a number of times you said you're a creative, not a business person. But mm-hmm. I see this entrepreneurship all the way through and a dream that never died. And I love the fact that you were able to shift and adjust and get to a place now where I think it sounds like you're creating, you're doing custom stuff. Yeah. And you're not mass producing. So you're not feeling like the, the, a business person per se, you're able to balance the creativity and yeah. the jewelry making with actually running a business. Yeah. And I, I love, can you talk to us a little bit about how you made, how you got to that point and said, okay, now I'm good with all as well. Right. When I started seeing, like I had, I had sketches in my sketchbook that I remember looking at and going, there's no way I could ever make this ring, but I'm, I'm going to dream about it anyway. Like, um, let me say this real fast. Yeah. Um, I go, I have Ada jewelry on my Instagram yes. and I enjoy it every day. Like, and I'm not a jewelry person. Like I don't, I don't look natural jewelry, but when I got married, especially to Sheree, we would go into jewelry stores and I'd say, let me look at a case and I'll tell you what I think your style is. Yes. I'm going to point at it and, and, and you tell me if I'm right or not. So I know how to buy for you in the future. If I ever buy you jewelry, and we go through it. Well, when I got into Ada, I, I would show her like, you would want this, huh? And she's like, yes, you'd want this, huh? And she's like, I love, I love Lindsay's jewelry so much. Like almost <laughs> all of it, anybody in it, but it's just, it's just, be- it's art to look at. So I do yes. want to interject that because it came in through your creative process, but it's, yes. it's, it's very artsy and it's not what you see everywhere. Although there's more and more people who are copying that style and starting to come out with more style similar to yours, but there's something that's been really raw and original about it so i just want to say keep going now yeah um yeah well what's funny is a lot of people i don't know what it is about california but like when i first started on my i started an instagram like when i started my website instagram was still kind of you know kind of a newer on the scene and um and i was like well i'm gonna start my ada jewelry instagram and um most people who would get in touch with me thought I was from California and I don't really know why, <laughs> like the style or whatever it was that was coming through looked, um, 
I don't know. It had that sort of feel to it. I just knew what I wanted to see. Like I used to pour through like Sears catalogs where there was, yeah. (laughs) And I was always, I would look at the jewelry and, um, and so what I, I, what I wanted was to create jewelry that, that I wanted because I couldn't find it anywhere. Like I, I couldn't stand like find jewelry stores and, ring settings that I would see that I'm like, this is just all wrong. And it's not doing justice to this beautiful gem. And um, so when I started seeing that I could actually piece together and make, um, make some of these sketches on my, in my sketchbook come alive, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, and I think of the people who, you know, like so many people have used it for engagements and wedding rings. And that's been one of your hot spots where people, you know, that's one of the most important symbols in our marriage. And the fact that God uses you to make and because you'll get a picture sometimes even before they have a picture. Yeah. I have this like I had something made for Sheree, which it's before this is coming out after she gets it. So it's good because she won't know. But that's what <laughs> made for. And when I when I first texted you, I said, here's what I'm thinking. You said, I have a picture of it. I have a picture of it. Like, I know what it's supposed to look like. You sent it to me, and there was no editing. I didn't need to edit anything. I was like, that's it. Wow. That's, that's exactly. And I feel like, you know, you only, only people who are really gifted with jewelry can do that. It's like yeah. people who aren't that gifted. It's like the Sears catalog. They show you a bunch of stuff, and you're like, oh, I wish it was there. It's not in this list. Thank you so much. But there's something about being able to work with people in your creativity that I've, I've watched you, and I have several friends who have jewelry pieces from you, and then I've Seen, and then it's now it's different magazines through the six years have come after you and, and highlighted mm-hmm. and featured your work because it truly is creative and stands on and on, on its own. What was that like when people were like, we want to feature this? Yeah, that was another sort of crazy, I don't know where it came from. One day I, I got a letter from um, Condé Nast who had like the like, <laughs> Bride magazine, um, uh, Vanity Fair travel like all these magazines um and they were offering me spots in their um their advertorial section so you know it was a paid advertisement but the fact that i could have that opportunity was just sort of blew my mind and i mean i was fresh you know i was only maybe a year or two into doing the fine jewelry and the only outlet i really um marketing wise was Instagram. So I, 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 to this day, I like, I wrote in that, um, in those questions was like, the only way I can explain it is just that I feel like, like my dad in heaven, like my the father is just sort of like, here you go. Like, I see you. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, nothing else matters, but, but me seeing you. And I don't know. It just, it, it it just touches me whenever I, you know, I hear from them to this day. I, I got a ring that was in featured in the um in the magazine, uh the Tatler magazine, which is like one of the oldest standing magazines in the UK. Um, but they were covering um Prince Philip, you know, his honoring his life and everything. And I opened it up and there was one of my rings. And I was wow. like, it's just so cool, you know, like Who'd have thought? Like, I don't know. So, but yeah, my passion really is still, like you said, the creativity. And 
you know, now, I mean, I know how to do the wholesale business. And I thought, you know, maybe one of my sons would want to do this. I would know what to do, you know, um, if things ever went that way. Um, cause I think that would be really fun. You know, I'm, I've been reading like the story of the Cartier family and I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to establish a family jewelry house that your, your kids like <laughs> end up, you know, playing a part in and carrying on and building and, um, there's so many different avenues mm. that I could take it. But right now, like I'm super happy just doing what I'm doing and working with clients and, and marriages. Like it's amazing that, you know, marriage has been one of my biggest passions and, and family and covenant. And, you know, I came from a lot of that being destroyed in my life and, and here the Lord's like, you know, I'm, I wish I could count. I need to take count of how many wedding rings and how many engagement rings I've been a part of making mm-hmm. the last six years. Um, it's awesome. And I love praying over each one of them and blessing their marriages. And I get the coolest stories. I mean, stories of redemption and it's so personal. Jewelry is so yes. personal. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, well, Lindsay, as we wrap up, two questions. Number one, how do our viewers and listeners get a hold of you? And number two, what would you say to all the young or young entrepreneurs or people in transition about keeping going? Mm. You know, I think what you said, I can't remember the phrase that you used, but like... (sighs) being able to to change gears mm-hmm. when you need to um you know as an entrepreneur you can you're such you're a driven person you're just god put that in you he's like okay i'm going to give you this tool set because i made you to not to leave and to you're gonna do a lot of leading and having having a lot of ideas and um and i think for for a believer and a, a child of God, like to be able to walk and hold it all kind of loosely yeah. and go, this isn't mine. This isn't my dream or my thing. This is from the Lord and I'm going to partner with him. And I think as long as he stays one step ahead, you know, um, again, I can get ahead of the Lord sometimes. And I'm like, no, I want to do this and this, and I have this idea. And I've found even in the last couple of years, I've had business ideas that, again, I find myself burn out again because they weren't, they're were more my idea <laughs> and I had seen it. And so I've had, I've learned how to not be afraid to cut things out, you know, cut out certain budgets for marketing, cut out having a certain amount of like employees, like, um, do what makes like makes me feel joy and uh, and and follow joy as opposed to you know following money or profit or so um, yeah yeah so it's crazy. And, um, oh and my my website I guess is how you can find me or um, Instagram and it's just Ada jewelry a i b a h jewelry.com 
all Ada Jewelry because it's absolutely beautiful. Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart and your creative process with us. I know everybody out there is starting something or doing something or transitioning mm -hmm. into something. It's so good to hear someone else's story and see yourself in it. So thanks for being on today. And for those of you who are still watching with us, we have another segment coming up that's so awesome where you guys ask Bob and I questions. So questions with Bob and Sean is up next. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership co contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Well, welcome back to Questions with Sean and Bob. Sean, I have a question for you. Let me read it right now. I have been a career wife and now my kids are grown. I have a desire to start a particular business, but I'm still carrying a lot of responsibility in my family life. What are some ideas or things that I should be looking at to help me define my new season? Oh, that's so honest and yeah. real. It's hard to make a transition, especially I'm assuming this person might be in their 40s, maybe in 50s or 60s. And to really go after entrepreneuring a new business, the first place you're going to start probably is if you're married to talk to your husband and then you also your children and say, I have a new definition and kind of define the new season because you have to have a DTR, define the relationship. This is what I'm going to go after. I'm going to need some time and space. So how can we remanage some of the responsibilities that we've all had that we've all negotiated or have fallen on me, that these are my normal, I'm going to need this many hours, maybe it's 30 hours, maybe it's 50 hours a week to start something new. So how can we renegotiate how we're doing things and we can work ourselves into it. Like maybe you, maybe you need 20 hours to start for a few months, then it turns bigger and bigger, but setting your expectations yeah. and having those defining relational talks before you start because someone in your family, it could be your husband, might be like, wait, this is what I agreed to. We've never talked about this. And now your life has taken off and God's blessing you, but I'm resenting the blessing. Mm -hmm. So having those talks right from the beginning of saying, this is what I want. Are we in agreement? Like, let's talk about this. Not necessarily asking permission, but just doing partnership. That's a really important part of it. Secondly, being realistic about how, realistic about how much time you actually need to spend because you're going to need a lot of time and coming up with a business plan, doing feasibility, yeah. doing some really good research. I know Bob talks about this a lot when he helps people to start businesses or think through their businesses or go through the problem areas of businesses, like really thinking it through and spending six months planning it since you've waited this long to do it, spend mm -hmm. some time planning it, unless you feel God's breathing on it now, like it's a now thing you have to go no matter what, then spend the six months or a year planning it before you jump in with both feet and with all the resources it's going to take. 
And then lastly, even defining financially the responsibility of what's going to put on the family, because it might put family pressure where some of your kids are going to greater college or or that you're helping to pay for. Some things are happening with you and your husband where it's like you guys are making other investments. Are you asking to take part of the finances and put it into this new business, which I'm assuming you are. So just having those really clear defining talks and learning, there's going to be disappointment even in those talks sometimes, or there's a hardship even in those talks, but they always pay off. They always bring blessing. That connectivity, that connection, God breathes unity on that. So like having those talks that are sometimes scary to have, we want a conflict to avoid because they might bring up conflict. It's way better to have it on the front end than on the back end. So I would encourage you to have as much of that conversations you can now. Oh, Sean, that is a beautiful answer. Well, thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.